We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gents, boys and girls, Monday, April the 10th, 2023. Good morning to you all here. We are live on the Daily Crow. Appreciate you all tuning in. I'm Chris Phillips, your host of TDC, of the Spurs Up show. As always, I see my friends Todd Smith, Brendan Travi, Stephen Burwell Jr., Colton Carnell. What's going on? Also, those in the Big Cock Club Discord, have the TDC Questions channel, the TDC Questions channel. To be sure your questions are answered there. Again, guys, would love to hear from you. Of course, we are taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377. Seven, seven, and in case you were not paying attention late last week or on the podcast this morning, uh, yes, we are live. This is the correct time today, 10 to 12. We will also be live at this time, 10 to 12 on Tuesday and Wednesday. Yours truly going to be out and about out of town this week, so we're bumping things up a little bit. Also, kind of using this as an experiment for the morning time slot, if you will. Not sure that it'll stick but it's what we're rolling with this week at least. Of course, no TDC on Thursday because that will be a travel day for yours truly. And on Friday, we'll be right back here in studio, noon to two as normal. Yeah, DGD, we're going early today. Uh, more on that in just a second. Of course, as always, TDC brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go down the Prize Picks app, go to prizepicks.com. When you do, use that promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Guys, you can play anything and everything, college sports, pro sports, you name it, they have got it over at Price Picks. So many fans and listeners of our show have made tons of money with our friends at Price Picks, and you should as well. So again, go download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up show sent you. Again, guys, really excited to chat with you all here on this Monday. Uh, yeah, DGD, we are early today because yours truly hitting the road this week. Like I said, we are going down to the beautiful low country in South Carolina, Hilton Head Island, headed down to the RBC Heritage Tournament, down to the beach, hanging out, chilling. Also Thursday, we'll make our way up the coast for the spring tour. We'll be in Somerville Thursday night. Six o'clock is when that'll get rolling. We'll have merchandise on hand, the Beamer Ball to the Moon tour merch, the towels, the koozies, etc. So again, really excited for that. And of course, we'll take your questions, comments, 
Everything else will do a bit of a Q&A session. Uh, really enjoyed it. I, I'll say this. One of the things I love about doing events and stuff like that is it sort of serves as an experimental time for us, right? You get to figure out what you like, what you don't like as much, which locations pop off, what have you. Um, and so, you know, one thing I've learned is I probably will not do the tour on game days again. I, I will not do that because, you know, a watch party and the tour events, they're just two separate things. And when you try to overlap, it becomes just a watch party. That's all it really is. So excited to get back out to Alehouse on Thursday, talk spring game. Obviously, guys, it's a really big week as the Gamecocks do hit the field on Saturday night at Williams-Brice Stadium for the Garnet and Black spring game, if you will. Going to be a lot of fun for sure. Um, yeah, so it's a nice city, no doubt. But uh, yeah, either way. Probably the next time we do the tour, we will not try to overlap with games and stuff like that because I, I love the, <clears throat> excuse me, I love the meet and greet aspect of things. I love the Q&A, and you really just don't get that when there is a game going on. You just don't get that necessarily. Um, anyways, guys, like I said, we'll be in Somerville Thursday night for the tour. Really pumped, really excited for that. Uh, also, guys, I did just mention the spring game, so let me go ahead and get it out there in case you missed it. You might have seen the post. On social media this morning, you may have seen the post, but uh, we will be doing a live stream watch-along for this weekend's spring game. That'll get going at 7 o'clock. We'll probably air it just before 7, but 7 o'clock is when the Garnet and Black spring game will kick off. So I know many of you will be inside williams Rice Stadium on Saturday night. Uh, tune in to us. We'll be streaming live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch right here, everywhere you get TDC that is where we'll be live. Again, you can tune in, get a live reaction from yours truly to everything that takes place in the spring game. Of course, the spring game airing on SEC Network Plus. And if you have any questions on that, I know I've gone through in great detail why I'm doing live streaming stuff, why we're staying back in the studio, why I'm not going to the spring game in person. We can talk about that. I'll answer those questions. I'm more than happy to do so. Uh, also, also, uh, there is a good chance we will have merchandise on hand Saturday either way. Uh, there's a good chance that'll take place. I've got two people right now that I'm working with that potentially will be selling our merchandise on Saturday before the spring game. So you guys will be able to get the Beamer Ball stuff, all that good stuff. So again, just stay tuned for all the details. But uh, excited for what Saturday will bring. Obviously, spring game week, Gamecocks football back on the field, and that's always a big deal. Brendan M says, who are you pulling for Saturday? Uh, give me the Garnet team. I'll go Garnet. Why not? I don't know. I love black, though. So, either one. I, I flip a coin, Brendan. Let's just go Garnet. Team Garnet going to get the W. I wish I knew which one had Spencer Rattler at this point, though. I will say that. Uh, D1Baseball.com, guys, has dropped their updated top 25. They've dropped their updated top 25. The Gamecocks, no movement. They sit at sixth in the latest top 25. So, uh, after beating UNC and splitting a pair of games against LSU, no movement for South Carolina baseball. Also, LSU does not move. And I, and, I, and I will say this, guys. Let's call it for what it is because there's so many games. There's so many games. Like, those guys that do the rankings, you, you just can't help but have some bias. I mean, because at that, because at that point, you know, LSU went 2-1 and one as well. And so somebody said they were surprised to see LSU didn't move out the number one slot. It really comes down to, do they, do they believe LSU is the best team in college baseball? And, and they obviously still do. 
You know, they, they just, they obviously still do believe that LSU is the best team in college baseball. So do with that information what you will. I'm not telling you that's right. I'm not telling you that's wrong, whatever, but that's what they believe. But the Gamecocks still, again, sitting sixth. And the beautiful thing about the SEC, guys, is this. You have an opportunity every single weekend to prove yourself and to uh, move up in the rankings. If, you will, if that's what's important to you, you have a great chance to move up in the rankings. Hey, you've got the, let me double check here, I believe the fourth ranked. Vanderbilt Commodores this weekend. I believe that's right. The Yeah, here we go. A, or excuse me, that was April 4th. Um, let's see. Let me just get Vandy's ranking here. Yeah, the fourth-ranked Vanderbilt Commodores Gamecocks will travel to Nashville. So the SEC takes up number one, three, four, five, six of the top ten. One, three, four, five, and six. Kentucky is sitting at 12th. Tennessee is 16th. And, I mean, again, that that's the respect that SEC teams have. Tennessee is still in the top 25, still in the top 20. They're 16th, and they have a losing conference record right now. But D1Baseball.com believes they are really good. They're still a really good ball club. So we shall see. Uh, we shall see. But, uh, yeah, anyways, that is all the SEC teams in the top 25. But it will be four versus six in Nashville this weekend. Going to be one hell of a series, no doubt. Looking forward to that. Of course, Gamecocks do return to action tomorrow night in the midweek against USC Upstate. USC Upstate. South Carolina will return to action. So, anyways, guys, we are taking your questions, comments, calls here on this morning edition of TDC. And I wonder how many people, I wonder how many people are going to tune in and didn't realize it got moved. I forgot to put out a post on social media, but I almost love that because now it really shows who's paying attention and who is not. Who is paying attention and who is not. So, <coughs> excuse me. Anyways, guys, excited for the spring game. This is always a fun week, right? South Carolina returns to action. Um, you know, excited to talk about it. The Thursday podcast will have a full, a full primer, if you will, of the game. You know, players I'm most looking out for, what to watch for, all that good stuff. Uh, and the game will take place on Saturday. I know there's a lot of events taking place in Columbia and a lot of tailgates, and a lot of pregame festivities, and I hope you guys enjoy. Um, you know, I, I will say as we get into the week, it is a different feeling knowing that I will not be going. I think the last time, I mean, I'll tell you this, I can't tell you the last time there was an event at Williams-Brice Stadium and I did not go to it. Um, I'm confident and happy with my decision, though, to do the live stream watch along and um, certainly could go. There's no doubt I could go. I have the option to go. Got a couple of friends that are going that asked me to go, and we could have thrown a tailgate and done all this and that, whatever. But again, guys, when it comes to content and, and driving value and what my, my number one goal on game day is and what I'm trying to accomplish and what I'm trying to do and why people follow TSUS, I still love shaking hands. I, I still love meeting people in person. I believe in the power of a handshake. I believe in the power of seeing people face-to-face. We can accomplish all that with the tour events. And we have been accomplishing that, by the way. But we can accomplish all of that with the tour events. It just makes more sense on game day, whether it be a spring game, it be a baseball game, it be a football game, no matter the game, it makes more sense for me to be back here in the studio creating content at an extremely high level, a higher level than I could do so if I were there in person. Uh, again, I've thought about the whole tailgate thing. We've done tailgates. We've done almost every event of the sun that you can think of. And uh, at this point in business and life and entrepreneurship, this makes the most sense. And I'm happy for it. I'm happy for it. I'm excited for it. 
As I told you guys before, we do, we've, been, we've been doing the live stream watch-alongs for baseball, stuff like that. We haven't done one in quite a while. But we've been doing them. Knew they'd be a massive success. They have been a massive success. And I would imagine Saturday night will be a lot of fun with you all as we get the live in-game reaction, taking questions, taking comments, what have you. It's going to be a lot of fun for sure, for sure. Chase Floyd says, I pay, so I got to give my attention. Colton Carnell says, you're finally paying attention to something. All right. Throwing shade at Chase early on here on this Monday, if you will. Again, guys. Again, guys, love to hear your thoughts. 843-790-3377. It was a weird vibe recording the podcast. Somewhat of a weird vibe recording the podcast last night and coming into today because it's not often you split a series, right? Like how, how many times, how many times have we come into a Monday when there were Gamecocks athletics over the weekend and there was no clear-cut winner or loser? You know, normally we know how to feel. <laughs> normally we know how to feel. But, but I will say this. South Carolina, I said this late last week, they did exactly what I thought they would do. The Gamecocks proved they're one of the best teams in all of college baseball. They're truly one of the elites in college baseball this season. And I know for some of you that might sound like a no-duh type of statement, but there were still some doubters out there that looked at the schedule and who the Gamecocks had played and, you know, the, maybe the way they had won, is it sustainable, what have you. You know, but I said it late last week, and I felt like that no matter if South Carolina lost two of three, won two of three, no matter the result of the series, I thought what you were going to see was a team that would go toe-to-toe with the number one team in the country, give them hell for every single inning they played. And that's exactly what the Yardcocks did. It's a damn shame they didn't win the series 2-0. I mean, it's a damn shame they didn't. You know, and it's unfortunate. Give LSU credit, number one for a reason. They've got great players. You trust your guy to make a pitch. Unfortunately, it gets hit out, ties the ball game. They win the ball game, what have you. But uh, I think, again, it just further proves and solidifies that South kind of baseball, this ball club, is here to stay this season. This is going to be a team that's going to give everybody fits all year, going to be a regional host, probably going to be in the Supers. And this is a team that I think realistically, realistically can be an Omaha club when it's all said and done, maybe even a national champion. So going to be a lot of fun to follow, to watch. Um, I will say this, guys, not to put a damper on everything I just said, but uh, the the news I'm hearing, <clears throat> obviously we posted yesterday um, Mark Kingston's quote on Noah Hall or Noah Ball, as I spelled his name in the graphic. I do apologize. I saw that way late. It was Easter. I was rushing. Whatever. The news that we've heard on Noah Hall, it's not promising. It's not promising. Uh, it sounds like he may need season-ending surgery. And if that's the case, I mean, obviously, it's just really, really unfortunate. You hate to hear it. But uh, that is what we've heard through the grapevine. So take it for what it's worth. Hopefully, it's inaccurate. But uh, that is what we have heard, that Noah Hall may need season-ending surgery. His season very well may be over. So hopefully, that's not the case. Again, it's he said, she said, per sources, what have you. But, uh, you know, if that is the case, it's just really unfortunate. I think the Gamecocks do have pitching depth to withstand injuries, but you just hate to lose a guy like that. Um, I mean, it's just brutal. It's just brutal if that is true for sure. Uh, again, guys, 843-790-3377. A fantastic Masters over the weekend. A fantastic Masters over the weekend. Hope you guys... 
Uh, enjoy it. Hope you guys did enjoy it, I should say. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Again, looking forward to we'll be hitting the road today, heading down to Hilton Head. Uh, a little bit of a four-day trip. Really, really excited for it. Really excited for it, man. Going to be a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, so how many of you guys are going to the spring game? I'm just curious. I know a lot of people will be there, of course, 7 o'clock this Saturday night. I would imagine that the the crowd will be pretty electric. You know, last year was a lot of fun. But, uh, yeah, I would imagine there will be a great crowd in Columbia for the Garnet and Black spring game. I would imagine many of you will be going. SEC Network Plus, for those of you who will not be attending, SEC Network Plus. And, yeah, this is a huge week. DGD mentions, which I don't know where that weird glare is coming from, by the way. But, uh, anyways, DGD mentioned a huge week for spring games, no doubt. A huge week for spring games, uh, as many teams will be on. I don't know what that glare is, guys. I have no idea. I don't know. I, get, I think you guys are seeing that as well. I don't really know what's going on with the camera. Anyways, though, um, let's see. Where's the spring game going to be televised? Yeah, SEC Network Plus, my friend. I really hope the camera's not messing up. That is a very weird... Does anybody else see that, or is it just me? Hopefully, it's not my Mac. Yeah, it's not It's it's not my Mac. I don't know. That's a strange, strange-looking... It, it seems like it's shrinking, though. I don't know. Either way, things get wacky on a Monday. Yeah, SEC Network Plus, though, is where you can find the spring game. Uh, but they get going this week, man. Florida's on Thursday. Basically, everybody plays this weekend, except for... Alabama and LSU are both next weekend. They're both next weekend. So that'll be a lot of fun. Um, just seeing all the SEC football team stuff like that. Okay, it looks like the camera's back to normal now. Coleman Hall, do you want a more traditional spring game with a heavily scrimmage style? Coleman Hall, do you want a more traditional spring game with a heavily scrimmage style? Coleman, when you say heavily scrimmage style, do you mean like all the drills they do and stuff like that? Or... Um, like what? What do you what do you mean? Because I think I know how to answer your question, but I'm not exactly sure. Because when when you say traditional spring game, I think of like what Steve Spurrier did. It was truly just garnet and black, split up the teams, um, and play a real game. Okay, like last year, which again last year was very much like a lot of just. It was like they played. Yeah, Coleman Hall to see more like a practice than a game. I prefer a traditional spring game, no doubt, a- absolutely. Um, <clears throat> I, cause I can tell you this Coleman, I don't give a damn how diehard of a Gamecock fan you are. I, I mean, and maybe that, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe I, I don't want to speak for everybody. Just speaking for me, if we're going to go to a spring game, if we're going to watch a spring game, if we're going to get excited for a spring game, I don't just want to watch them run through drills. You know what I mean? <clears throat> I, I don't just want to watch them run through drills. I want to see a game. You know what I mean? And Coleman, to your point, and it's, it's, I was going to say it's a hot take, but it's it's not even a hot take. Spring games are boring. There's no question. The hype around spring games, the hoopla around it, like the conversation that we will have this week will undoubtedly be the most interesting part of the spring game. And that's okay. No news is good news this time of year. I don't want major headlines coming out of the spring game, right? And it's funny, I was tempted to remake the clip that I made last year and I make every single year. I don't know if if I should do it again, but I'll just say, as we enter spring game week, a great rule of thumb is just don't overreact. Don't overreact to every little thing you see in a spring game, a game that does not count 
We all remember the Jason Brown hype and hoopla, and he should have been QB1, this, that, whatever nonsense that came out of the spring game. And give Jason Brown credit. He played well down the stretch in 2021, but he should not have been the starting quarterback. We could probably still argue that. I think people would still disagree, but it's just there are people that will come out of the spring game that will be irate over something that will draw conclusions that will overreact. And I guess on one hand, it's a beautiful thing because it creates great banter. It creates great content. And who am I to not run towards that? But on the other side, like I just hate seeing people losing their cool over a game that literally does not matter. And with guys that are some guys that aren't even going to play this year, call it for what it is. Um, you know, anyways, though, I, it'll be a lot of fun. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, Coleman says, I don't mind if it's an actual game. I mean, of course, no hitting the quarterback. Let's actually play. I agree with you. Yeah. I would much rather see an actual game than I would see a bunch of drills. I, I 110% agree with you, Coleman. I'm, I'm not interested in watching drills or anything. Um, yeah. We, we want an actual game. Brendan M says, band homies aren't showing out for drills. We want an actual game. For sure. A- absolutely. Indeed. But they'll run the spring game how they want. And Shane Bieber don't really give a damn how you or I want to run the spring game. I mean, listen, it, it's... There's, 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 uh, you know, they don't care how we want the spring game to go. <laughs> I'll just put it that way. They have, they have no care in the world how we want the spring game to operate. Anyways, guys, eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. Thursday's pod. We will dive into again. The podcast will drop Thursday. No TDC, but the podcast will drop Thursday. Um. We will have a full spring game preview on that podcast. It'll be a lot of fun. It'll be a lot of fun, you know, talking about which players to watch for, top storylines going to the spring game. It'll be our first look at a Dabble Loggins offense. Again, what can we really learn from the spring game about that offense? I don't think anything. I, I don't think anything. And that's why, again, I say, don't overreact to what you see on Saturday night. Appreciate the spring game for what it is. It is a glorified scrimmage. It is a practice, but that's okay because we get to look at our guys. We get to see our guys out there, right? Some dudes that are brand new that we haven't seen in Garnet and Black yet. So I would say don't draw conclusions just because X player does well or Y coach calls a great game. That doesn't mean anything of that sort is going to translate over Into the fall, just enjoy spring games for what they are. An opportunity to get back in your stadium, watch your players, see your coaches, maybe get some autographs, do a little bit of tailgating, and build up even more hype and anticipation for the upcoming season. If you can appreciate what a spring game is and not overreact and not draw conclusions and not lose your cool, I think we'll all enjoy the spring game a great deal. And that goes for every single fan base in the SEC. So, Coleman Hall says, King Dow will lead us to 40 points per game, 400 yards passing average, 200 yards rushing on average. John Rice, yes, early crow, John. Those who are paying attention lately, not to come at you, John. Uh, Yeah, John, we called the audible this week. We'll have the early crow today, tomorrow, and Wednesday. No crow Thursday, Friday, back to normal noon to two, right back here in studio, John. I'm hitting the road down to the low country. We're going down to Hilton Head for the week. Going down to Hilton Head, had this trip planned for quite a while, a couple of months now. 
Uh, we'll be down in Hilton Head Monday through Thursday. We'll dip out, but uh, going to enjoy the RBC Heritage this week. Going to enjoy the beach this week. Um, going to be a lot of fun. So I'll be heading out right after the crow concludes today at noon. Of course, it's about a four-hour drive down there from Greenville. <clears throat> so wanted to go ahead and try to get out, you know, somewhat earlier, if you will. Uh, figured why not? We could just bump it up. But, uh, yeah, going to the Heritage, first time ever, first time ever I will step foot on Harbortown. Going to be a lot of fun. I'm really, really looking forward to it. Have heard great things, obviously, about the course. Love, um, love Hilton Head. Love Hilton Head. Uh, I got a right mind to move down there very soon. John Wright, dude, I forgot that the Wells Fargo's in May. I will definitely have to come up for that, John. That sounds like a fantastic idea, my guy. Yeah, that sounds like a fantastic idea. So, I will, we'll connect on that. I've been to Quail Hollow a couple of times. Beautiful, beautiful track. I mean, an absolutely beautiful track. No doubt. John, are you going to be at the spring game, my guy? Are you going to be at the spring game? I'm curious. Will John Rice be at the spring game? Will he be in Seawells? <clears throat> Tailgating once again. Wow. Will Zalatoris done for the season. Holy smokes. That sucks. Back procedure. Holy hell. That blows. You hope he gets well soon. Uh, that's the irony of that. Because speaking of that, that might be what does Noah Hall in for the rest of the season. Uh, hearing some not so great rumors on Noah Hall that his season may be over. So, hopefully that's not the case. Again, it's he said, she said. People running it up in my DMs, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. We shall see. Again, guys, 843-790-337. Truly appreciate you all tuning in. Uh, looking forward to John and many others that may not know. I will not be in town for the spring game on Saturday. Will not be in town for the spring game on Saturday. We're going to do a live stream watch along back here at the studio. Also, It'll be a very busy Saturday. I know everybody's just going to be locked in on football and tailgating. And, you know, we, we're, we're double dipping. We got baseball at 3 o'clock, what's a huge series in Nashville. So I'll be tuned into that, of course, covering that game, everything in between. And then, of course, right into the spring game at 7 o'clock. So going to be a fun Saturday and a fun weekend, no doubt. And looking forward to it. But, uh, yeah, going to be a lot of fun. Coleman Hall, how do you feel about the live guys placing so well? Is it just a result of Augusta knowledge? and major success. Well, I mean, Coleman, those guys are good golfers, right? I mean, I, does anybody, would anybody argue that Brooks Kepka, Phil Mickelson, and Patrick Reed aren't good golfers? Like, they are good golfers. No matter how you feel about them and, and their decisions to, to take the money and accept the live stuff and jump over the lip, they are all good golfers. Um, I think, obviously, a guy like Phil Mickelson, you know, he, he could play August in his sleep, right? So, I mean, I, I think that certainly helps. But, uh, you know, I, I, I thought one of the golf journalists said it best when they were talking about Phil Mickelson. The best thing Phil Mickelson can do is just play good golf. You know what I mean? Like, people are going to naturally gravitate towards, I think, and like Phil Mickelson. He just needs to play well. Uh, Patrick Reed, yeah, it's – I know he's kind of a dickhead. Like, no doubt. He, he's, he's, he's not the most likable guy. I don't have much issue with Patrick Reed, honestly. I don't have much issue with the guy. Like, I don't have, like, a hate to Patrick Reed. Um, 
you know, you know, honestly, I was pulling for Brooks, Brooks Kepka to win it. I really was. I was pulling for Brooks Kepka to, to get the job done and win it, but he just didn't play well. And John Rahm is a phenomenal player. And uh, I got to be honest, though, it was a sort of an anticlimactic Sunday. It was because you know Brooks Kepka just again did not play well and 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 just sort of fell out. So. John says, top five golfers right now. My top five golfers right now. I would go John Rahm, Scotty Scheffler. Mm, Justin Thomas. What are the world golf rankings? Let me, let me, I'm going to cheat a little bit and go off of, because there's just so many good golfers. I want to make sure. Here we go. Let's see. So I would go, and I just put Justin Thomas in the top five, and he's 12th. So I'd go John Rahm and Scheffler for sure. Those are those those guys are definitely in the top five. One and two, I think. <sighs> Do you put Rory in there? I know he played like absolute crap at the Masters. Um, Hovland's a great player, dude. He's sitting at ninth. I would go... So I'll go Rom Scheffler, Rory. I'll go Cam Smith in there. I know he's in the top five. And I'll go Max Homa. He's been playing really well. He didn't play great at the Masters. He's been playing really well, though. It's so tough. It's dude, it's so tough to do the uh the top five and the rankings, if you will. Yeah, Patrick Cantley's playing. I, I I'm not a huge Cantley guy. Not not because of anything personal. I just don't really like watching him play golf. Um Kepka, though, you could definitely say. Kepka, I mean, it's it's I, I'll tell you what it made me feel like watching the live guys play so well. <clears throat> it just made me feel kind of I hate the fact we don't see them on a weekly basis. Like I, I hate that, you know. Like I, I'd love to watch those guys play weekly. I, I really would. And I know it's their decision, you know, the, the PGA tours decision, what have you. So and I know that Mark Ryan and, and Diesel are going crazy over the – they're going crazy over the live golf stuff. It's karma. That's why Brooks Kepka played so poorly, what have you. Um, dude, I, I just say I, – I just say that you have no idea what you would do in regards to taking that money unless you were put in that position. It's it's easy to, to sit here and say you wouldn't, you would, what have you. Um, you have no idea. Yeah, I will say this. John says Homa's got a beautiful swing. Yeah, Homa, and I would probably say Homa and Shawfle, my two favorite swings in the PGA Tour. Just love the tempo. Love how smooth they are, effortless they are. <clears throat> Both are a lot of fun to watch. So, <clears throat> and the RBC, I'll tell you this. The RBC Heritage has got a stacked field. It's got a stacked field, so. Let's see. Mm-mm-mm. Anyways, guys, 843-790-3377. That is 843-790-3377. Really excited. I got my tickets when we, when, the, when we did because they are sold out all day. They announced that. Um, yep, they are sold out. Mm-mm. 
Let's see. Now I'm just trying to pull up the schedule to this thing. We're we're Let's see. Coleman Hall says, Live wouldn't exist as a standalone tour if the PGA didn't ban the players to create separate rosters. Live would be a WGCS type of set of events without the forced division. Yeah, I, I, I don't know why. Like, I don't know. I, I think the PGA Tour should let them play. That's just my opinion. Madison says, Damn weather. Gamecocks look good against LSU. Uh, top 9F the morning to you. Madison, good morning to you as well. Good morning to you as well. And, yeah, it's unfortunate the Gamecocks and LSU didn't get game three, and it really is. It's unfortunate. Um, it's unfortunate, no doubt. But, uh, yeah, it's just kind of a weird – it's just kind of a weird weekend when you don't play all three. Um, let's see. Looks like the Gamecocks did indeed make – a strong impression on the D1 baseball guys. In Mark Etheridge's pecking order, he moved the Gamecocks to fourth. LSU, Florida Vandy, and then South Carolina. <clears throat> so... Get this. So how about this? We're four, we're four weeks in. We are four weeks in to the SEC season. Six more weeks to go. When you look at the remaining conference strength of schedule, okay? Remaining conference strength of schedule. So how the rest of the, 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 the SEC slate, the next six weeks stacks up. The Gamecocks have the second toughest schedule. Over the next six weeks, when you look at combined SEC records, 46 and 26 are the SEC records of the teams that they play the rest of the way. Kentucky <coughs> has the toughest slate. 46 and 24 are, maybe that's overall records. Let's see. I don't know. Maybe that's overall. Either way, the, the records of the teams they have the rest of the way. 46 and 26 for Carolina, 46 and 24 for Kentucky. So, I think that is just SEC records. I, I do. I think that's just SEC records. So, anyways, the bottom line is this. The schedule is going to be tough um, the rest of the way out, which, again, though, it's the SEC who gives a damn. It's it's. I feel like talking about the schedule when it comes to SEC baseball is just pointless. I feel like it's just absolutely pointless. So, Anyways, guys, big week this week with the spring game. Looking forward to it. Saturday going to be a lot of fun again. We're doing the live stream. Watch along, 7 o'clock. Excited to stream that, guys. And I, I don't know that we'll take I – don't, I don't think we'll do like a post-game call-in show, not for the spring game or anything like that. But uh, it will be fun hearing from you guys and getting some live reactions. And, and, I, and I, 
and and I know there will be overreactions. That's the fun part. That's the hilarious part is I just know that, you know, Spencer Rattler throws a pick or if something happens or, you know, what have you, it's going to be uh, – it's going to be uh, – it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Collegefootballnews.com. Oh, I love this. And this will fire people up and piss some people off. And I love that. Collegefootballnews.com has dropped their bowl projections. Spring edition for the 2023 season. Also, they've dropped their college football playoff predictions. All of it. So here we go. Where is South Carolina? Where are the SEC teams? Where are the SEC teams? They've got Kentucky, UCLA, and the Las Vegas Bowl. They've got, let's see, going down the list. Where is South Carolina? So many bowl games. Mississippi State, Purdue, and the Gasparilla Bowl. Oh, here we go. Okay, continue. I thought I'd, we ran out here. Auburn, Memphis in the Birmingham Bowl. Here's a really interesting one. East Carolina, North Carolina in the Military Bowl. That's an interesting game. Here we go. The Gamecocks. <laughs> this is not going to sit well. This is just not going to sit well. Texas Tech, South Carolina in the Liberty Bowl. The AutoZone Liberty Bowl. How would... <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think anybody would be thrilled with the Liberty Bowl. I, I just think with the... With the expectations coming in and what people are clamoring for, I don't think anybody's going to be happy with the Liberty Bowl. That's just me. I could be wrong. Uh, the Tax Act Texas Bowl, TCU and Texas A&M. I'm just going through all the SEC teams here. How about this? In the Gator Bowl, Ole Miss and Clem sucks in the Gator Bowl. That would be a very interesting game. Arkansas, Maryland in the Music City Bowl. Wisconsin, Tennessee in the Citrus Bowl. Florida, Minnesota in the ReliaQuest Bowl. So they got Florida going to a bowl game. LSU, Michigan in the Peach Bowl. Where? Let's see. College ball playoff. Okay. Bama, Ohio State in the Rose Bowl. Georgia and Texas in the Sugar Bowl. So those are your bowl projections for the SEC teams by collegefootballnews.com. I don't think there's many a Gamecock. Based off the ones that I've talked to and I've interacted with, I don't think there's many a Gamecock that would be all that thrilled with the Liberty Bowl. I could be dead wrong. I, I could be dead wrong, but I don't think I am. I don't, I don't think I am. I don't think many of you out there will be too excited. Um... Excited for it. Coleman Hall says it gives six and six or seven and five vibes, but if you aren't at least somewhat expecting that, you need to gain some perspective. I mean, I'll just say this, Coleman. I'm not expecting this team to go six and six by any means. But if you aren't able to see that this team could go seven and five, I, I do agree with you to a degree, Coleman, that you need to understand that, again, it's just not a given the Gamecocks are going nine and three. It's, it's just not. It's just not. You know, the question I think is going to be, are we going to be like the Tennessee of last year or the Arkansas? Are we going to be that surprise, crazy 10-to-win team, everything clicks? 
or Arkansas, who had a ton of hype, had a great year two under Pittman, but they had a ton of hype. They were the hot, sexy pick to win the – or not win the West, but compete in the West last year. And they fell flat on their face and won six games. Which which one is South Carolina going to be? You know, it's funny, this time last year, we were comparing the Gamecocks to Arkansas. We were. Hey, could, could this be the year two that Pittman had? Like, you know, burst on the scene. Now it's can you avoid the year three that they had? Can you avoid that? Because they had all this hype and hoopla. It feels very similar. They had all this hype and expectation and it didn't work out. They weren't all that good. I mean, they fell off a cliff. They fell off a cliff last year. So I'm not saying that's what's going to happen, but with the schedule and the, the, the pieces you lost defensively, what you've got to replace, it's just not a given that you win eight, nine, ten games. It's just not. It's not even remotely a given. So uh, let's see. Brian Dean, we have the talent to be a 9-10 win team. We've just got to live up to it. Brian, to your point, you're right. Kentucky saying that. Missouri saying that. Tennessee saying that. We're not the only teams that are saying that, Brian. We're not. We're not. We're not. So, you know, you, you I'll, I'll tell you this, Brian. This is the best way I can phrase it. When you look at the 2023 season, you know, the, the best case scenario, worst case scenario, where we're going to end up. We truly saw the best and worst versions of South Carolina football last year. Tennessee being the best and the Florida game being the worst. The question will be, the question will be, can we be closer to the Tennessee version of Carolina more often than we're closer to the Florida version? That's the question. Can we play our best more often or even just close to that? more often and more consistently. Can we get that Spencer Rattler more consistently? That's what it'll come down to. You know, I said it last year. I said it last year that uh, we'll go as far as seven takes us. I've already said that this spring too. But it just echoes true. It does. Because when you look at teams like South Carolina, Missouri, Kentucky, even Tennessee, they don't want to hear it. Oh, Rocky Top, Tennessee. It all comes down to quarterback play. What's going to separate those teams? Spencer Rattler versus Joe Milton versus, uh, God, the dude, Devin O'Leary. Those guys. So, um, it's, it's, you know, it's a bit of a log jam after Georgia. It's a log jam after Georgia. A lot of teams fighting for second in the East. Um a lot of teams fighting for second in the East. So, and I think the Gamecocks could certainly end up there, but I think it'll probably be between South Carolina and Tennessee for the two spot. I do. I think it'll be between those two teams. I don't see Tennessee falling off a cliff. Uh, I, I think our friend Dalton says they're going to win seven games. If if you want to give me the over on seven, if you want to give me the over on seven, I, I will be more than happy to take that over and uh, count my winnings as I laugh at the bank. So, I will take the over seven on Tennessee when it comes to wins this season. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Madison says, Jocelyn, two shirts in 3X in Somerville. Looking forward to seeing y'all again. Yeah, Madison, for sure. Yep, yep. Really excited. We'll be there Thursday, 6 o'clock. 
6 o'clock is when things will get rolling really pumped. We will have the Beamer Ball To The Moon Tour shirts on hand. We'll have all the merchandise on hand. Going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it. Travis says, Run D needs to be better. Obviously, still, uh, still toning to preach until we have positive change there. Run D's got to be better, no doubt. Run D's got to be better. Coleman Hall, we went 8-4 with a stacked roster, and we can reasonably expect a 9-3 result with a severely depleted offense and defense. Yeah, I mean, you got to reload on defense, Coleman. That's the big thing. Got to reload. Coleman Hall, if we can't score a lot, expect 7-5, and 4-4 in conference. I mean, I, I think that's fair. I mean, I think that's absolutely fair. If we are average on offense... I think that's fair. Yeah, we, we need we need to be above average offensively. I think offense is what's going to have to carry the load this year. I, I just, I've been saying it for a while. I, I just, I think the defense is going to take somewhat of a step back. I'm not saying it's going to be a major step. I'm not saying that. But it's just hard for me to fathom <clears throat> that the defense will not take somewhat of a step back losing all the guys he did, losing all that production. Uh, guys, we're going to go ahead and jump into our first break. On the side, I want to continue to hear from you more. Your questions, comments, calls, and more. You're tuned in to The Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls. 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377. Again, in case you missed it, uh, we are live early today. Madison, it's not a full-time change Really just for this week. We're live 10 to 12 today, tomorrow, and Wednesday. No TDC Thursday. Back to the normal schedule on Friday to 2. The reason is, Madison, I am out and about, out of town this week. Um, today, obviously, just want to get on the road. Got about a four-hour drive ahead of us. And then tomorrow and Wednesday, going to be at the beach, going to the golf tournament down in Hilton Head. So just figured, why not? We'll go ahead and bump this thing up two hours so we can finish up at noon, go get lunch, get out and about, do the whole thing. So uh, it's not a permanent change, Madison. This is really just for this week. But it will be fun to kind of test this and see how you guys like the uh, the morning edition, if you will, of TDC. And I'll ask you guys this. If we didn't do this show noon to two, right? If we didn't do it noon to two, when would you guys prefer it? Would you prefer a six to eight five to seven, like a, an afternoon or nighttime show? Would you prefer a, a six to eight a.m., eight to 10 a.m., or 10 to 12, like a more of a morning drive type of show? Like, which one would you guys prefer? I, I would probably say for me personally, I would prefer the morning. I, I would. I would prefer the morning show. Um, just because I, I don't I don't like to have things looming all day that I have to do necessarily. Does that make sense? I don't know if that makes any sense. And also, I loved, one of the reasons I love TDC is because of the, the purposes of content. Being able to do this live show and, you know, take content away from it, if you will. Um, take content away from it. But, uh, yeah, anyways. Will says, don't mess with 12 to 2. John Everts is 12 to 2 personally. John Rice, 9 to 11, if not 12 to 2. Again, guys. I- We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'm not, uh, I'm not telling you I'm going to change it. I'm not telling. Yeah, and Will, I love twelve to two. Also, I, I do. It uh, it breaks up the day for me as well. I love my morning routine. Honestly, guys, I, I really do love my morning routine and how my routine is structured at this point. So, I'm not telling you I'm changing it. I'm just asking you all if there was another time, what would you prefer? But I can tell you this: I'm certainly not. I, I like twelve to two. I, I think it's one of those things. You know, I, I'm always trying to to change up and evolve and enhance. But I also do believe that. If it ain't broke, don't don't fix it, right? Like it's 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 twelve two works really well for us, um, yeah. So, but the, but the beauty is is that we can set, you know, twelve to two. We can set twelve to two, but we can we can adjust, right? Like a week like this, we're going out of town. It makes sense. We'll do ten to twelve. So, looking forward to it, guys. And uh, I think you guys will really enjoy, by the way, the vibes on TDC tomorrow and Wednesday because the Airbnb we're staying at is beautiful. Uh, we're down in beautiful Hilton Head, and there's a there's a great little patio, a porch, if you will. So I'll be out there hanging out, probably smoking a stogie one of the days, if not both the days. Uh, Going to be a lot of fun for sure. I'm I'm very much so looking forward to that. I mean, the place we're staying is absolutely beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful, no doubt. So I'm very excited. Um, yeah, I think again, you guys will really enjoy the vibes, guys. Again, it is spring game week. It is spring game week, so we'll spend a lot of time this week talking about this. But I'm just curious, what are you guys most looking forward to? And, I mean, what would you say are the top storylines? Because this time last year, it was Spencer Rattler and getting a first glimpse of him in person in a Gamecocks uniform. Now I just kind of wonder, you know, what is the, not the draw of the spring game, but just what are the top storylines? Like, what are fans most excited to see? I mean, I think seeing Spencer Rattler is always going to be a big deal. He and Juice both. How much are they both going to play? I think is a big question. I mean, maybe a couple of series. First look at Dabble Loggins' offense, although, guys, like I've told you, I don't think it's going to be reinventing the wheel necessarily. I don't think that's going to be the case. So I don't know that you're really going to see anything in the spring game and say, that right there, that's different. That makes me feel like this is a, you know, this is a 40-point-per-game offense. I don't know that anything's going to stand out in that regard offensively. And then defensively, you know, I think seeing a guy like Pup Howard, I, I think seeing some of these newcomers, Jerron Willis, if you will. But uh, what are you most looking forward to? I, I think it's always exciting, always fun in the spring game, getting to see these newcomers and just getting to see the team back on the field and just getting back inside of Williams-Brice Stadium and, and seeing the Gamecocks play. But what are you most excited for? What are you most looking forward to from Saturday's spring game? Is there anything specific? The carry-on joiner at running back, Will Hall. That is a great one. Thank you, sir. I don't know how that slipped my mind. I think that'll be really interesting. Really, really interesting for sure. No doubt. Yeah, that's, that's Will. That is a, 
I can tell you this. I, I've been talking about. I've been talking about. Don't draw conclusions from the spring game. <laughs> but if, bro, if the carry on joiner pops off in the spring game, I mean, you already know it's gonna be. It's gonna be crazy. You already know it. You already know it. And Brennan M, I see you in the Big Cock Club Discord. By the way, my friend, I'm not ignoring you. Haters, haters everywhere. Hunter Herlong, uh, this is so Hunter. This is not a permanent thing. We still rock Nuna two. Just this week, I am heading out of town this week. Um, heading out of town this week, going to be on the road. So we're doing 10 to 12 today, tomorrow, and Wednesday. No TDC Thursday. And then Friday, we'll be back here, normal schedule. So I promise you, uh, everything is good. Yeah, everything's good. Hunter, I appreciate you tuning back in. This is, like I said, this is, this is not the, this is an exception, not the rule this week, but it'll be fun. I like changing things up, keeping things fresh, if you will. Um, so yeah. Let's see. The top 25 rankings are coming out across the board from all different sources. Gamecocks are ranked fifth on Baseball America, sixth in D1Baseball.com. Um, yeah. Let's see. College Baseball Nation has the Gamecocks sixth. I mean, you, you, and again, you've got a great opportunity to, to put a dent in that with this series upcoming against fourth-ranked Vanderbilt this weekend. So, let's see. looks like collegiate baseball. Ethan Petrie named one of their uh, players of the week, which... No surprise at all. That is absolutely no surprise at all. Hey, Gamecocks ranked third in the collegiate baseball division one poll. LSU still ranked number one. LSU baseball ranked number one for the ninth straight time. I will say though, it is it is we're in a great place where we're sitting here having debates of we should be ranking the top five, we should be ranked six. Like I, I would have killed. I would have killed for these conversations last year. <laughs> would have killed. Would have killed for it. John Edward, who would be in place of Noah Hall if he's out? Well, I mean, I think John, you got uh I think you got options. Right, if if Noah Hall is out long term, you got Eli Jones, Matthew Becker, Eli Jerzenbeck, James Hicks. I mean, just take your pick, John Ever. I mean, truly, take your pick. Take your pick. I I think that is the one thing I'll say, man. That it's it's it sucks if Noah Hall's out long term. It sucks. It, it sucks if he's out one start. That sucks. But you do have. Pitching depth. I mean, you've, you've got depth that you can make it work, man. I mean, look at what Eli Jones did at Mississippi State. I thought he was great. I thought Eli Jones spun the baseball very well. You know what I mean? I, I thought he was he was phenomenal. So, you've got the pitching depth that we stand. I mean, you hate to lose Noah Hall if you do lose him. You hate to lose him. 
But uh... dude, you know what? <laughs> I I gear I think Brian Dean was the one that brought this up. Or no, Jeff Gulledge. It was Jeff Gulledge that did, I believe. You know what would be hilarious and a lot of fun? So you guys know how we do the uh, the season simulation series. We do all the all the the simulation content on NCAA football, that good stuff. We <laughs> I don't know why I just thought of this. What if we did a simulation of the spring game? <laughs> that would be I mean, I think that I have found it. That would be we talk about peak off-season content, making lists, making Mount Rushmores, watching old games, watching a simulation of the spring game. Garnet versus Black, South Carolina versus South Carolina, because you can do that in the video game. That would be the most peak off-season thing of all time. That would truly be peak off-season. That would be hilarious. Dude, and you know what would be so funny about it? To watch the people that, because there's people that hate that content. Believe it or not, there's people that hate that content. And I don't know how you can. I don't know how you can hate that content. I really don't. I, you, I just, I don't know. It's supposed to be fun. It's not really even supposed to be taken seriously. People just get mad and get mad. That would be hilarious. But you know what? We're all sickos. We'd all watch it. We'd all watch it. We'd all watch it. You know, you'd watch it. I'd watch it. We'd all watch it. We would all watch it on the edge of our seats. That would be so much fun. That'd be hilarious. That would genuinely be hilarious. And now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, you know what? You know what? Why not? Anyways, guys, 843. 843- 790-3377 as we enter the second hour here. Gamecocks taking on USC Upstate. Tomorrow night, by the way. Hope you guys had a great Easter, by the way. Hope you guys had a great Easter. Appreciate you all. Each and every single one of you. What was crazy, too, <clears throat> what was crazy as well about uh, about uh, about recording the podcast, and doesn't it feel like the series happened like forever ago? I, I mean, I'm kind of glad, <clears throat> I'm kind of glad we're going back to Friday, Saturday, Sunday this weekend. I, I actually am. As much fun as Thursday through Saturday is, um, I'm kind of glad we're going back to Friday through Sunday. It just, I, I don't know. It just, yeah. Kind of glad. Let's see. One hundred and forty-five days, ladies and gentlemen, until kickoff. By the way, one hundred and forty-five days. Let's see, when is the SEC baseball tournament? Let's see. 
The SEC baseball tournament will run May 23rd to 28th. The only reason I bring that up is because I'm considering going. I'd, I'd actually love to go. I'd, I'd love to go. And there are there are great options for Airbnbs. I don't know if I'd stay the entire time, but uh, I, I would love to go. I would actually really, really enjoy going. Never been there. Never been there for it. So, Hunter Kelly, we're live at 10, my guy. Keep up, Hunter Kelly. No, you're good. Change of pace, change of uh, schedule this week, Hunter Kelly. Change of schedule as uh, 10 to 12 today, tomorrow, and Wednesday. No TDC Thursday. And then Friday, we're back to normal, noon to 2. Reason is, Hunter Kelly, I am going out of town. We'll be out and about doing different things. And so I wanted to bump this thing up two hours uh, so that we have more of the day to ourselves to do whatever we want to do. But obviously, still want to rock with TDC, rock with you guys, take your questions, comments, calls, especially on the week of the spring game, especially on the week of the spring game. So, wow. How about this? Holy smokes. I know this is a total side note, but uh, Barstool, dude, Barstool is crazy. Riggs, Trent, and Frankie are now all playable characters in PGA Tour 2K23. How about that? That's something, man. Barstool making some huge moves. Barstool Sports, that's that's my goal now. I got a new goal, just to be a playable character in a video game. That's my goal. So... Looks like there's a lot of uh, a lot of events taking place this weekend with the spring game, NIL stuff, all kinds of stuff, man. All kinds of stuff. So, anyways, let's see. Hunter Kelly, you going to the spring game, my guy? Are you going to the spring game? Who's all going to the spring game? Noah Johns, my guy, what's going on? You'll be there. Love it. Love to hear it. Again, guys, in case you missed it, whether you'll be at the spring game or whether you won't be at the spring game or you'll be there and you want to check in on yours truly, we'll be doing a live stream watch along starting at 7 o'clock when the game kicks off. Uh, So a live stream watch along. We'll stream it on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Uh, You'll get live reaction from me. Uh, everything happening during the spring game going to be a lot of fun. Cannot wait for it. So, hope you guys that go have a fantastic time. But uh, you're sure that we're going to be back in studio. Going to be a lot of fun. Um, Hunter Kelly, you don't need tickets. The spring game is free, my guy. The Hunter, Hunter Kelly, the spring game's free. You don't even need tickets. How about that? You don't even need tickets. So, <clears throat> hopefully I just made your day. <clears throat> So, by the way, here's a here's a funny side note I found out over the weekend. Do y'all know that really old guy that's been shown uh, on Gamecock football? I, I don't know. He, he's, he's like a really old dude, old Gamecocks football fan. You, you know who I'm talking about. If, if, 
if you know, you know, it's one of those deals. You know what I mean? He's been posting on social media a lot. It feels like TV is always showing him. Y'all know who I'm talking about? Maybe, maybe I'm just like confusing the hell out of, uh, confusing the hell out of you guys. Madison, you got any interviews lined up with the spring game event? No, I do not. No, I do not, Madison. It's just going to be truly just me, just me watching the game. That's it. Live stream watch along. We're, we're not going to, I don't think interviews will be a thing during the live stream watch alongs. I mean, maybe, maybe one day we'll have somebody else watching along with me, but, uh, so, Will Hall says, hitting the High Water Festival this weekend. Hate to miss baseball in the spring game live. What is the High Water Festival, my friend? What is the, let's see, in North Charleston. Oh, okay. A lot of, a concert thing with people I've never heard of. <laughs> that looks fun, though. It looks a lot of fun. Uh, Coleman, no, I'm not talking about Gamecock Jesus. I'm not talking about that guy. Gamecock's football's posted him before. Hunter Herlong knows what I'm talking about. Anyways, the whole point I was going to make is uh, somebody somebody posted him on Twitter and posted his at. And I don't know if this is like his daughter or his wife or whatever, but I, I think his at where he communicates is Steph. And uh, they have me blocked on social media. It, it's always funny, like, kind of finding out who has you blocked on Twitter. Like, because it'll be some of the most just random people, right? It'll be some of the most random people. So. Yes, for those asking, by the way, I see people DMing me. The spring game is free, guys. The spring game is free. It is free. 110% free. Uh, by the way, guys, I, I know I teased you all over a month ago at this point about the big life-changing, business-changing news that would take place. It still has not. We are getting much, much closer to when this litigation and everything should be finalized and shall come to an end, if you will. So I wanted to tell you all that I, I was not just pulling your leg. I was not screwing with you guys. I promise you this is happening soon. Thank you for your patience, and I cannot wait to share with you exactly what's taking place behind the scenes. Guys, let's jump into the break. On the side, I want to continue to hear from you more your questions, comments, calls, more. You're tuned in to The Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. That is 843-790-3377 here on this Monday, April the 10th, 2023. Again, guys, appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much for the continued love and support here on this Monday, spring game week for sure. Um. Yeah, somebody just posted a no, con, no context college football account. 
who can forget when college game day went to the Masters? How about a time? That, how, how, what a time that was. And uh, it'll probably never happen again for sure because that was, I believe that was the COVID year when, uh, yeah, that was the COVID year when uh, Masters got moved. So, what was it? We had an October Masters, I believe it was. So, anyways, let's see. No, Madison, I was not talking about Kirk Collingsworth. No, Kirk and I are really, really good friends. Uh, I can assure you, Kirk did not block me on Twitter. No, I'm not talking about Kirk. So, <clears throat> how about this? How about Kentucky's schedule this week? They're at Louisville tomorrow, 10th ranked Louisville. And then at LSU, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So, big, big week for the Cats, no doubt. Mm, let's see. John Edwards says, one spring tour stop before the Fort Mill location. Yes, yes, we're at Somerville on Thursday. And then next Thursday, we'll be at Fort Mill. Hope to see you there, John Edwards. going to be a really, really good time. That will also be another game day. Believe it or not, that will be another game day as the Gamecocks will. It's crazy how many Thursday through Saturday series we have. It really is. Um, it, won't that be a game day? Am I wrong? No, yeah, no, that, that'll be a game day. Gamecocks will take on Florida that night. At 7.30, so that Fort Mill location, we'll be there basically to just watch the Florida game. Uh, Going to be a lot of fun. And then finally, the final tour stop will be Myrtle Beach. There will not be a game. That will be Thursday the 27th, and that will conclude the spring tour. It's crazy. We're on the back half of this thing. It's crazy we are. And it's, it's been a massive success, guys. And I want to say thank you all so much, again, for the continued love and the support. John Ever says, you should do a spring game simulation. <laughs> Should I? I mean, should I? That would be wild, I feel like. That would be so wild. Um, yeah, I feel like that would be absolutely wild. So, mm. Let's see. Yeah, guys, the, the vibes are going to be immaculate this week in regards to TDC. And uh, where we're going to be posted up tomorrow and Wednesday. The Airbnb we're staying has a beautiful, beautiful screened-in porch. I cannot freaking wait. That is going to be an absolute blast. Yeah, that's going to be a blast. I'm looking forward to it. A beautiful screened-in porch. Also got an outdoor area, so we got options. We got options. No question. We got options. Anyways, guys, appreciate you all tuning in, your love, your support. Uh, let 
John Evernoah Hall was supposed to be in line for the Friday Florida game I'm going to next week, but it looks like I'm just guessing either Will Sanders or Mahoney. I think it'll definitely be Jack Mahoney. I think what they'll do again if Noah Hall is out an extended period of time, I think Will Sanders will stay in the game one spot. I think Jack Mahoney will bump up to game two. And uh, I think game three will be either, again, Becker, Hicks, Jones, Jersen Beck. I mean, wh- why not move up Jers? I-, I don't know if it may be too much for him too soon, but I mean, he's definitely in line to be one of those guys. So it would not shock me at all. It, it would not, it would not shock me at all. So. Let's see. Anyways, guys, Travis says LSU probably sweeps Kentucky. Thinks that think the cat gets think the cats get humbled. Very much so. Yeah, I don't know that uh I don't know that morning TDCs will be the move because we're an hour and 20 minutes into the show and we have not had a single call. Uh Eric, what's up, my guy? But the weekend was good. The weekend was very good. Enjoyed it. Uh enjoyed Easter with the family. Yesterday watched a lot of golf. Basically watched all the golf. Uh was waking up super early to watch the golf nonstop. It was a lot of fun, though. It truly was a lot of fun. Um yeah, had a great weekend though. The, the weather was crazy. Hated we didn't get game three of the series. That sort of made things kind of weird, if you will. Uh, knew we wouldn't, though. Knew we wouldn't get the game on Saturday. Knew that wasn't going to happen. But, uh, but yeah, so. It was a lot of fun, though, man. I appreciate you asking. We had a blast. Had an absolute blast. Mm-mm-mm. Guys, we may we may even cut this show a little bit early. I don't I don't know yet. I'm, I'm kind of debating it again. We got to get on the road. Got a four hour drive ahead, and I, I really would like to get on the road. I'm sort of itching to do so. Um, I was debating back and forth on doing this show today, and I just really wanted to stay consistent. So unless you guys have anything, I'm not going to cut it right now, but we might be looking like 11.30 or 11.40. Unless you guys have anything. And I know it's my job to entertain you, not the other way around. But but, uh, anyways, let's see. Anybody ever been to the PGA Tour Superstore? I think we're going to be stopping by there. Yeah, I think we're going to be stopping by there. Mm-mm-mm. James Kendall says, Kingston playing chess, not checkers. How was he doing so, James? How was he? What, oh, you're talking about with the series. I, I will, I will, that, thank you for bringing that up, James. I, I will say this. Anybody who thinks South Carolina did not want to play that game three is off their rocker. I, I, I'll just say that right now. You're crazy, dude. You're, you're, you think this team, after kicking that ass in game one, didn't want to play game three? You're crazy, man. You're crazy. And James says, just leaving Cade Austin. I, I know that's a decision. I, I'll say this on the Cade Austin thing and the decision to leave him in there. 
Could you argue he should have been pulled? Absolutely. Especially after he walks a pair of guys, like no doubt. But you know what? There, there are situations where there are situations where you give a guy an opportunity to get out of his own jam and to make a pitch. And unfortunately, he didn't. And just unfortunately, he did not. You know, it didn't go his way. Uh, Gavin Dugas, a really good player. You knew LSU would keep fighting, and he deposits that ball over the fence and hits a grand slam, and there you go. It's a tie ball game. Before you know it, they win the ball game. So, but I, I don't hate the decision. You know, if you take him out and put Eli Jersen back in and he blows it, well, then you're an idiot for taking out Kate Austin. So, you roll the dice, take a chance, let your guy try to go win a ball game and get out of a jam, and he doesn't, and he doesn't. So, you, you pay the price, and you take the heat, and it is what it is. But, I mean, even somebody like me that was that was, that was as – critical that was as critical of Mark Kingston a season ago as I was I'm not gonna sit here and and and, I mean this team's 28 and 4 you still have the best record in the SEC you have the best record in the SEC you know you, you have a chance you have a chance this weekend if things go well to take first place in the SEC East like I, I'm not I'm not bringing the fire Kingston energy after after one decision of leaving a guy in there. So, yeah, the Gamecocks do not cower away from LSU. That's that's that is for certain. Anyways, guys, 843-790-337. How about this Texas Monday night baseball for the Longhorns? They're taking on Texas State. How about that? Monday night baseball. That's interesting. That's really interesting. Big Wash, is you owe Kingston an apology? I don't yet, Big Wash. I don't yet. Nope. You got to get to the Supers first. Because I tell you this, Big Wash, what's unfortunate about it, this season, if you got to the regionals and got kicked out your own regional, it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter. Now, Big Wash, I've given Kingston a ton of credit. I, I don't know if you've been following along with that, but I've given Mark Kingston an insane amount of credit. I'll issue the apology though after the job is done. The job is not finished yet. This has been a lot of fun. Been a great season, but the job's not finished yet. Let the job be finished, then we'll issue some apologies, but I'm not doing so until the job is finished. Uh, yeah, looking ahead to the weather for Saturday's spring game. Looks perfect. High at 81, just a 20% chance of rain, but it's going to be partly cloudy. Uh, really, really nice. Really nice. So, we got a text here. Let's see. It says, Mm-mm-mm. what are your thoughts on what Juju McDowell and what he can do now that he is the lead back and what can be expected from him in this role? I mean, he's the lead back right now. Will he be RB1 when the season comes? I don't necessarily think so. I don't think Juju McDowell is a RB1. I don't think he's built to be a RB1. Um, you know, it doesn't mean he's not a really good player. That means he's not a really, really good player. He's going to make a lot of plays for us this year. 
as he should. But is he your every down back? You know, I, I think he's a, what is his role in the football team? I think he's a playmaker. He's a guy that can present mismatch problems. He's a guy that should get 10 to 15 touches a game. Should they all be at running back? I don't know. But he's just not a between the tackles guy. I mean, that's the only thing. You know, I want to say he's still a good running back, but he's just not a between the tackles guy. I mean, you look at his size. He's just not. He's just not. So, um, I think he can certainly make big plays for us. I think no doubt um, he can be a big-time playmaker for the Gamecocks. But, uh, but yeah, so. Wow. Rory McIlroy is a withdrawal from the RBC Heritage. Wow. Mm. Why is he withdrawing? Wow, that's crazy. Mm-mm-mm. That is wild. Big wash says, I think Braswell is going to be RB1. The things are opening up at the position, especially if we don't get a guy in the portal. You might be right, Big Wash. I mean, who knows? We don't we don't know anything about Dontavious Braswell. He's not even on campus yet. Yeah, Austin Greer, early today, 10 to... Today, we might end this thing in a couple of minutes. But 10 to 12 tomorrow and Wednesday, no TDC Thursday. Friday, we're live, normal schedule, noon to, noon to, noon to 2. Couldn't spit it out. Noon to 2 on Friday. Uh, and the reason Austin Greer, again, I'm hitting the road, getting out of town, got a four-hour drive ahead of me. That's why I think we might end this thing in the next five minutes or so. Uh, we'll be in Hilton Head tomorrow, Wednesday, and Thursday. Thursday will be a travel day, so no TDC that day. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, anyways, guys, I try to utilize my flexibility as much as I possibly can, and, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Anyways, let's jump to the phone lines here. There he is. Robbie Davis is Zaxby's Hall of Famer. Robbie Davis, what's up, man? How are you? I'm doing good. I'm a little under the weather. Still, but I'm okay. I hate to hear it, my guy. I'm just happy to hear you're well, awake. I, I wasn't sure. Little... I wasn't sure you'd be awake at this hour. Oh no, I my 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 phone bill didn't get paid in time, so it just got paid today, and I had no idea you were going live at ten. If I'd have known, I'd have cut. I would have cut my alarm off or my alarm on. Yeah, maybe I should have. Maybe I should have put a post out there. I, I've been scrambling this morning and just didn't. I announced it on the podcast, and I feel like I. Said something last week, but uh, I'll be sure to put something out there so everybody knows for the rest. Okay, We're taken by good. surprise today, so yeah. But I think our, I like like you've said before though with the whole running back thing. I think our running back is still in the portal. Okay, and don't get me wrong, I love Juju. Juju is a great football player. He's just not. I don't think he's. I don't think he's the correct quarterback or not the correct running back right now. Mm. So I think I wouldn't be surprised if we got a running back out of the portal. Yeah, I mean, that's what I would expect so, us to do. I think we will go to the portal to get our, our probably our starting running back for the season. I mean, this whole to carry on Joiner thing, I think, is a big. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens with it. But um, mm-hmm. I think it's a big piece. Right. But, yeah, I, mean, I think we're definitely going to pick up a guy. I just, yeah. I'd be really, really surprised if the Gamecocks. And if it wasn't you know. for the crappy weather in Cola, I think we would have given LSU a butt whooping. Yeah. I mean, Friday, I, I, no, Thursday, I was not expecting us to, to score that many runs on Thursday. Okay. 
But I thought to myself, I said, self, if we swing it like this all weekend, and for some reason, and and I, and I, was, I said, if we swing it, if we swing it like this all weekend, and LSU just has an off three days, we could sweep. But mm-hmm. that government LSU showed why they were the number one team in the country in game two. Yeah, I mean, you knew they weren't going to quit. And, uh, you know, you just make one bad pitch and it costs you. And it's, it's unfortunate because the Gamecocks had that series in the bag and could have taken 2-0. And I think the I think the mood and the vibe and, and yeah. the thoughts from, from those nationally, especially those rankings, I think they would have been a lot different today. But, uh, you know, that's not what happened. And, yeah. you know, I think LSU kind of reaffirmed people that uh, – reaffirmed that they're still the best. Yeah, we so, just, I mean, it is what it is. So Yeah, and we just got to brush it off and brush it off and get ready for uh, USC Upstate. I think that's what we're playing yeah, tomorrow. Tuesday. Yeah, tomorrow USC Upstate. If yeah. I looked at the schedule correctly, yeah. We'll just <clears throat> get ready for – USC Upstate, take care of business. And this weekend, when we travel to, uh, we're, are we going to Vandy or are we <laughs> we're are to Vandy. coming here? We're to Vandy in Nashville. Okay. Vandy's gonna, that's going to be another really good uh, three game series because Vandy is, is, is has, has, for the last several years, had some very good baseball teams. Yeah, so I mean, they're they're also they're also theory. ranked fourth in the country right now. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that and I was like, huh, I didn't know they was ranked fourth in the country. Yeah, they're they're really good. But that's going to be a good one. And I'll, um, are you going to be going live anymore this week or no? Yeah, to, I mean, we'll be live every day except Thursday. Tomorrow every and Wednesday. Thursday. Tomorrow and Wednesday will be live ten to twelve. No show Thursday and then Friday back to the normal noon to two schedule. So. Okay, I'll give you my prediction, not tomorrow, but Wednesday. Sounds good to me. For the weekend. Yeah, no, sounds good to me, man. I'm excited for the weekend. That's going to be a great series in Nashville. And I will see you on Thursday. Love to hear it. I will see you on Thursday. Love to hear it. All right, buddy. Have a good one. Safe travels wherever it is you're going. And as always, leave the dumb stuff to me. Rob, you're the man. I appreciate it. All right, buddy. Have a good one. Yeah, man. Take care. Great stuff from Robbie Davis. Uh, let's see. Austin Gray asked me, what did you think about the D1 baseball ranking? I didn't have much of a problem with it, Austin. I mean, Vanderbilt took two of three. Uh, Florida took two of three. You know, we split, also beat UNC, but we split. You know, I, I said this, Austin, earlier in the show, and I'll just say this. A lot of those baseball rankings, love it or hate it, it just simply does come down to bias. I mean, it's just, they obviously have, LSU's been number one all year. They think LSU is the best team in college baseball. So, LSU went two and one during the week, just like we did. Like, they're not going to drop LSU out of the one spot. Like, you you notice how in baseball, like, you don't see a ton of movement. I mean, you do, but you don't. You know what I mean? In the rankings. Because there's not as much emphasis put on, like, one loss like there is in football. So, you know, I, I think that's why. I think that's the reason why, you know, you don't see them move. And I think there is some bias. They think they're the best. But, hey, the Gamecocks, it's four versus six this weekend in Nashville. You want to keep moving up? 
take two or three from the Commodores. Uh, guys, that being said, we are going to go ahead and wrap this thing up early. Robbie Davis, our one caller, I feel this is a good time to put a pin in it. Uh, a lot of great stuff today, but I'm going to go ahead and get on the road. We need to get on the road. we got a four-hour drive ahead. I appreciate you guys' flexibility, understanding. Go listen to the podcast that dropped this morning. I hate to be abrupt and get out of here, but uh, I just figure why not. Honestly, we can get out 20 minutes earlier and get on the road. Uh, need to do so. So, again, guys, 10 to 12 tomorrow and Wednesday. No TDC Thursday, and then back to the normal schedule, noon to 2 on Friday, guys. We'll have content bleeding out the eyeballs all week, of course. So, stay tuned for that, and I promise you, I'll make it up to you guys. Maybe we'll go 20 minutes longer on Friday. Maybe we'll do that. I don't know. No promises, though. Anyways, guys, appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much. Have a great rest of your Monday. We will talk to you all tomorrow. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.